mcdonald's dollar menu and your mom all value all value for the price and it's something that i will consistently go to on a daily basis just like these fantasy players that we're going to be talking about in today's episode yo what is going on sleeper and 32 bit nation it is ya boy nat alongside the number one australian analyst sheen how you doing over there I'm hungry, man. I'm seeing you drinking out of your Wendy's cup. You're talking about Wendy's. We really want some Wendy's. You know, the problem is, is these Wendy's cups, they're actually really good. And I just reuse them. And first I wash them. Then I reuse them as like my water cups because they're, they're, they're big. So like, I know if I drink like two of these or three of these, then I'm good for the day. That's really good. That's good. Sustainable. Thank you. Thank you. As somebody who practices unsustainability on a consistent basis, you know, sometimes I got to perform PEMDAS and cancel out a little. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's true. Although you you work for a sustainable car company, in like, theory, is, yeah, is you know maybe maybe you're better for the environment than you is think. electric vehicles sustainable. Uh, it depends. Who you're it talking depends about. who you think. It, I yeah. think I think the problem is they're more sustainable than your your petrol vehicle, but you, you're holding it up to an impossible standard. So you know, in this case, in in case all cases of sustainability, uh, better is not the enemy of perfect better is not the enemy of um perfect because in theory if it's better then it can't be perfect but it's still no, better I, I mean like if it's if it's better yeah. better is good yeah, enough sometimes yeah sorry i'm processing it because if you keep getting yeah better, yeah i'm, this, I'm, this, I'm, this I'm, I'm processing the information yeah you know just because you can't do something perfectly mm-hmm. just because mm-hmm. you can't mm-hmm. have the perfect team just because you can't be perfectly sustainable just because you can't be the perfect vegan whatever it is not vegan it's still no. better not not, no, vegan. not vegan i don't know why the perfect vegan yeah yeah that's head. embarrassing but <laughs> it's still better to improve and do things differently if they're gonna if they get a bit make you a, a, a more sustainable person make you a better fantasy head there you go Right now, I'm processing the information, and I have two brain cells, and they are fighting for third place. But on this episode, we're going to be talking about the values. And, of course, we're going to be continuing on the mock draft that we started on last episode. So, obviously, if you haven't seen that one, we really deep dive the early rounds and those early picks and discuss what we want to do in the first round, how we're going to dissect the draft depending on where we are picking. And then, of course, we went through about, I believe, the first six rounds where we kind of described what our logic is, what we're thinking, where do we want to go, how do we want to shape our team, and what are other teams doing that we could take advantage of or build upon to really cement ourselves ahead of the league. So right now uh, right now we're in round seven, and uh, there's too much to recap at this point. So unfortunately, I'm going to have to hit you with it. If you haven't seen it, you really should see it or listen to it in this case. So that way you are up to date. I mean, of course, we're going to throw tidbits of here and there, of who our team currently is right now i think we'll probably do that right before our first picks just so you kind of get the gist of what we're looking at what we're thinking how our team looks and what type of value we're trying to get in the mid rounds of the draft now sheen what do you consider the mid rounds i consider the mid rounds probably it's maybe about round Round six, round five or six, like you, you've got your, your stable, your stable of stars for I think you should leave fans. Okay, right through to, you know, probably your first bench spot. So that's about six through nine, I would say. <laughs> nice. nice. I I think if we're talking about the middle rounds, it's probably six six till about twelve. Six to twelve. God damn. Or. or I mean, you could even probably extend that out and go, well, your first three picks should be your studs. Your last three picks are probably going to be dart throws or kickers or defenses. 
So the mid-rounds are kind of anything in between there. And I think that's probably borne out this year if we have a look at how that draft um, played out. It probably starts at the fifth round this year. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're, we're talking about these are... These are the guys that fill out your team. You know, we've had the, the absolute studs and we're going to get to the guys who you shouldn't be that attached to if they're not performing. These are the guys you can start to drop. These are the guys that um, if you hit on in this range that win you the league because they shouldn't be necessarily wide receiver running back ones. They shouldn't be a, a top six tight end, but this is where you've picked them up. Yeah, I just want, I always try to tell people, look at your previous drafts from last year, year before, or whichever one, whichever league, whichever draft you've done. If you go from about six through the end of the year draft, I would be very surprised if you saw more than one person that stayed on your roster the whole way through. At one point, a player got dropped, or everybody got dropped at one point, traded, or just didn't make the cut on your final roster on the game day. So while you don't want to put too much stock in these value picks, as we like to call them, but they're definitely wants, you definitely want some upside potential or stability in those roles that you fill out in your bench spots. Because realistically, right now, you're not drafting. About Actually, in about, I think it is... 8 through 12 or 8 through the rest of the draft, you're filling out your bench. You're not drafting starters. At this point, you should already have your starters. And if you're drafting starters at that point of the draft, I feel like you severely miscalculated your draft. And, you know, and of course, you should revisit our previous episodes where we talked about our draft strategies. But right now, I think talking about players that could have high-impact plays or could be solid starts in bye weeks are going to be the most important fill-ins while you're filling out your bench. Yeah, I I totally agree. I mean, if we're looking at it from an actual team building perspective, these are your role players. The guys that you bring in to fill a specific gap. Um, every team has them in every single sport. Guys who you're looking at to, as I say, fill that particular role. You need a running back with high upside. This is where you might tap him up you want um, a receiver with a safe floor those sorts of things these bi-week fill-ins as you say uh, potentially we're going to both need uh, uh, a quarterback and a tight end I think at this point we're probably both waiting on them yeah that would be absolutely correct so let's kind of start kicking into it in this draft of course well, I was going to say before okay. we before we get in the draft hit we foot, football's back it is football's, football's back. back it is baby. it is back football's Football's back. We had the preseason. We We've had a little bit of news. I'm sure by the time that you hear this, this will have been broken down over and over. But Dalvin Cook is a Jet. Correct. Ezekiel Elliott is a Patriot. Now, I don't really have any worries about Cook on the Jets because I think that's as much about giving Brees Hall the best chance to recover as it is taking snaps off him. And if they can keep him fitter and healthier by spelling him with a, a, an outstanding NFL back, then all the better for them. Uh, so I'm, I'm not really worried about that necessarily. I'm sure Brees Hall fans would probably have liked him to be out running around on um, either of the Jets preseason games so far, but you know that's not the end of the world. And the other one is Ezekiel Elliott, and I think that would give people pause about Ramondre Stevenson, because you're looking at Stevenson because he's going to be the, the bell cow back in ostensibly a run-first offense. Not just that, though, that he would probably be the goal line back in what is ostensibly a run-first offense. Zeke is kind of... Well, Stevenson and Zeke are cut from the same cloth. They're the big... Can run between the tackles backs, can catch passes. I think there is a non-zero chance that Zeke has a 10-touchdown season on about 600 yards. I wouldn't be too surprised if that were to happen because you have to think that Belichick loves loves his veterans and always finds a way to put him on the football field. Zeke is a phenomenal three-down back. While, of course, he's not what he was, or any good, nor is he going to be what he used to be. He is a good runner in between the tackles. He's going to have good positive gains 
catches the passes like you mentioned, but most importantly, most importantly, he is a phenomenal pass protector. He understands pass. He understands blocking concepts. He knows how to block. He knows how to pick up the blitz. And right now, I don't know enough about Mondre Stevenson or anybody else on that roster that can fill the role that Zeke does. And because of that, he's going to get playing time. If you get playing time, yep. you're going to get fantasy points. It just They go hand in hand. I'm not sure I'm willing to draft Zeke and keep him on a roster. Maybe he's worth a mid-round value pick. Exactly. And I think we'll come to that. I think we'll, I think we're, we're too early for Zeke at this point. But I think he's one you could look at. I remember picking up LeGarrette Blunt that season. He had 18 touchdowns. Because I think that's what we're going to see here is that Stevenson does the donkey work. Zeke comes in with fresher legs and powers through on the goal line. Um, that's not to say Stevenson won't get his. But as I say, I would be surprised if, if Zeke's the the leading goal line back, the leading touchdown scorer on the Patriots. The other thing I think it, it probably has a, a twofold effect. One is it says more about Pierre Strong, JJ Taylor and Kevin Harris than it does about, oh, and Ty Montgomery, who's also there, uh, than it does about Stevenson. Um, but for those of you familiar with playing football manager or those sorts of games, or, or even you can do this in NBA 2K and so forth, you bring in a veteran player and you get him to mentor the guy who plays similar to him. I think this is going to be a really good learning experience for Ramondre Stevenson. Hopefully his, his mind's open to learning uh, because I think he'll pick up um, you know, some really good running back craft from a guy who, for all the jokes and all the assaulting Uber drivers, uh, was at the time... Well, he saw, no, he didn't assault an Uber driver. or He assaulted a woman in an Uber. Respect. I have no idea. Um, that would be not respect for assaulting women. Respect. Uh, that um, he, can, he can learn from him and become a better player as a result. Um, the other thing I think is worth touching on, Trey Lance. We don't have to talk about that. Let's not talk about it. No, let's talk about it. It was disgusting. It was a disaster. It was it was so bad. So I, wa- I watched some of the game film afterwards. Said I said, you know what? His old line didn't do him any favors, which is correct. They did not. But he missed a lot of wide open throws. He's just completely ignoring one side of the field, checking down when he shouldn't check down, taking shots when he shouldn't be taking shots, checking down instead. It's just, he's just lost. It's very Trubisky-esque. He's just, it's just lost. Like, I don't know. He got sacked four He times. got sacked four times on four pressure. So the times they got pressure, he got sacked. It was bad. It, you know, first game back from an injury, maybe he's playing those mental games. Got to get over it. It wasn't good. Does he start the season on a different no. team? I think he almost certainly finishes the season. On no. A uh, I'm going to go no on both of them. Then has just invested too much. He's got to work out. Like, there's no value. He has no value at this point. He, I'm sure Sam Darnold has more value than him at this point right now. Yeah, you're probably right. And... I can't think of a worse draft pick than him. It would be difficult in the the recent years. I mean, I mentioned Trubisky. I want to say all time. Oh, I mean, um, Jamarcus Russell would be up. So, there. I mean, it's a different era. So I'm also I'm also factoring the fact that three first rounders were given up for him. Yeah, I mean, and that's exactly it. But what, the point I was making about Trubisky I was going to come back to about Trubisky is. Both he and Lance had limited exposed form in the college game. And it's fine if guys want to come out early, like whatever. But I think without that exposed form, then teams leave themselves vulnerable to players needing a, a bit of a learning curve to get up to speed. So, Or they're, you know, you're only seeing the best of them because they haven't played enough to really show you their worst. Uh, but, I, you know, I hope for your sake and i hope for trey lance's sake something works out here yes because he's clearly got ability oh yeah i mean he has some of that potential it's just odd that a team that was in a win now mode took a quarterback that needed development yeah that i mean that was still the, and we're still in this era that's the era of you have the rookie quarter or the quarterback on the rookie deal is a cheat code because you can pay everyone else 
and then you win the Super Bowl with the rookie quarterback and then the bill comes due and you can move people on and by the time you're paying for the quarterback you can have other players around them on cheaper deals because notionally the quarterback's good yeah it only have this has only happened so few times. The only person I can think of right now is Patrick Mahomes, which actually won a won a Super Bowl on a rookie. I deal. mean that's it. But we've seen Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, um, Joe Burrow, all these things. But you're right. We saw the Rams come come in with their studs and duds team and win. We saw the Patriots win with Brady, plenty of times, six times in fact. Um, Once with him, but yeah. I guess that's um, I guess that's how it goes when you're playing the the quarterback carousel. So that's a shame. We'll, hopefully, we'll see a bit more out of Lance. Um, I watched the New England Texans game, and I was impressed with Tyquan Thornton. I thought he had a pretty good catch. You know, I'm a fan of Tory. Yes, yes, you are. Uh, Nathaniel Tank Dell looked better than I thought he was going to look. I did a bit of a scouting deep dive on him over the off season. I really liked him as a player. I just thought he was too small. Um, but he, he showed some real zip. Took a really... Uh, caught a really good pass. Uh, a really good touchdown. Off a, a bit of a nuts, like, bobbled catch. Uh, but I think he's going to be a critical part of that Texans offense. And I really liked Malik Cunningham from um, from New England. I think he, we're going to see him on the field a lot. I don't know if he's going to play too many quarterback snaps. But I think he could be the next... Uh, Julian Edelman type or, or Jacoby Myers type converted quarterback to wide receiver or, or converted quarterback to another player um, because he's got some real zip about him and it, it opens up the trick play playbook as well, having him out there on the field. So keep an eye out for him this week. I don't think he's really relevant. He's not going to be relevant in redraft or best ball or anything like that this year. Uh, but if you have a really deep dynasty roster, I would suggest stashing him because uh, we will see him probably have a different position in the future and uh, and could be a difference maker somebody that a game that i saw and was very interested in was the saints Derek carr looked really yes. good obviously it's a preseason way too early to start but michael thomas yes and i think that's a really nice segue into a value pick because he's a guy yes I targeting the i out. want michael thomas on my <laughs> roster right now on sleeper he has the adp of the as i try to figure out how to spell thomas 10th round he has depending on how many teams are in it he is adp of 100 100 if he's available in the eighth take him reach for take him, him. He needs to be on your roster because I always say it. Derek Carr has always in his career, always, 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 always. You can look all nine years of his career, supported two pass catchers and made two very viable, almost every week starting pass catchers from Mari Cooper to Michael Thomas to Amari Cooper to Darren Waller to Devontae Adams, Darren Waller to Darren Waller. And then that little Hunter Renfro, Renfro I, I was, was trying to figure out his name. Yeah, Hunter Renfro a couple years ago. This He's always supported uh, Nelson, Aguilar. Nelson Aguilar, Amari Cooper, or it was Nelson Aguilar, Darren uh, Waller. So, yeah, out of all those plethora of combinations of pass catchers that he had on his roster, there was always two of them. Now he has Chris Olave. Now he has Michael Thomas. Now, of course, if Michael Thomas stays healthy, that's a big if at this point, considering he has not played much in the past couple of years. But... Like I said, it's your eighth, ninth, maybe even tenth pick at this point. It, it, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. It's not going to ruin your fantasy year, fantasy league, and whatnot. It's a flyer. He's a guy who can pull the trigger. Exactly. Off. He's a guy that, like Sheehan mentioned earlier, he could sure as hell win you the league. Yep. I mean, it wasn't. And there's, there's not many guys that can do that from the, those middle rounds. It wasn't a, more than a couple of years ago. He was in the first round. He was like a the first overall dynasty. He was. At some point, a couple of years ago, he was the best wide receiver who broke the NFL record for most receptions. Yep. So, I mean, it, he has the best ability in Derek Carr, who loves those short routes, to become incredibly effective. 
it's it's yeah. it just seems like I a mean, perfect storm. With Drew Brees, it's going to be the it's same. going to be exactly the same. This is, seems like a perfect storm for Michael Thomas to become a very, very viable wide receiver too, on that team, and on your roster. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Any other takeaways from the preseason? Russell Wilson didn't look that good. No, he did not. Jordan Addison looked real good. He had a uh, a catch ruled a non catch. But yeah, we we saw we saw everything he can do. I think he only had two catches or something like that. But those routes look crisp. Um, he's he's the truth. He 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 do be the truth. When would you take him? He has an ADP of the eighty sixth. Uh, I'm staying away from rookie receivers. Staying away. Yep. All righty. So are we ready? Are we ready to start? Are we ready to unpause the draft right now? Alrighty, so right now, I am on the clock. I am the second pick in the draft. I want to start off, read off the roster real fast. It's not looking pretty good of a roster, if I do so say so, so myself. First pick, McCaffrey, Devontae Adams, Amon Ross St. Brown, Joe Mixon, Aaron Jones, Drake London. And now in the seventh round, I am on the clock. The pick before me was DeAndre Swift. Good pick. I did want him. Fortunately, I don't have him. So right now, this, go ahead. For those of you who came in late, now I'm going to listen to last week's. This is single quarterback. This is half point PPR. It is uh, two running back, three wide receiver, tight end, one flex kicker, defense, and five on the pitch. There we go. So right now, I'm kind of looking at my roster. And so I got three running backs. That's going to fill my Arby's and the flex. And I got three wide receivers. That's going to fill the wide receiver roles at that point. So... I could look at quarterback. I could look at tight end. At this point, I see Kyle Pitts. He is available. Darren Waller. He is available. Evan Ingram. They are available. So I can decide. Do I want somebody like Brandon Ayuk? Phenomenal pick. I wanted to talk about him as a value pick. I think he's going to be great this year in this offense. He's going to post wide receiver one numbers. I fully believe that. He doesn't fit my roster in the moment. He's going to sit and put up good numbers on my bench. I mean, I could fill him in for Drake London. If Drake London doesn't have a good matchup, I could maybe fill him in for Armand Ross A. Brown. I really would rather not. But Brandon Ayoub doesn't necessarily offer me the type of value or the ability to enhance my team as somebody like, for example, on my team currently right now, as somebody like Kyle Pitts. Or Darren, Darren, Darren Waller. Now, I'm going to completely avoid Kyle Pitts because I don't like him at all. So, for my pick, I'm going to be taking Darren Waller. But the value pick here, in my personal opinion, would be Brandon Ayuk. I highly recommend people go after Brandon Ayuk. Why would you Why would you not go for Ayuk and wait on a, a tight end at this Because point? I'm afraid he, a tight end won't come to me with potential to start. At this point, I'm kind of sick and tired of just streaming tight ends and hoping they do something. <laughs> it's While it's a viable strategy and you're able to really stack every single other position on your lineup, I already technically did that. So I already filled up my running backs and my flex, and I filled up my wide receivers. So at this point, it doesn't benefit me to keep stacking other skill positions that now cannot enter my starting lineup. Fair, fair. I guess the to play devil's advocate here, if that tight end gets injured and injuries are a reality in yes. the NFL, particularly someone like Darren Waller, you're then having to stream anyway. If one of your starting receivers or running backs gets injured, then you have a guy that you've selected in the seventh round coming in, not a guy you've selected in the tenth round. That is That is fair. And maybe that difference is infinitesimal. I would counsel you to take Ayuk if you like him, you think he's a wide receiver one, because we don't know what Drake London's going to be. They're going to have a different offense. It's probably going to be a run-first offense. We don't know if he's going to lead the team in targets. We don't know how good Desmond Ritter's going to be. That's the... that I would say that's the smarter pick. I'm, I'm not going to... I mean, run your team your own way. That's the whole thing uh, of all of this. I would probably look to go another wide receiver here just because you have to start three that way you've got 
your first four sewn up. That's a fair pick. That's a fair point, which is why I did want to highlight Brandon Ayuk is the value pick here. This would be technically the correct pick. But, personally, I'm sick of streaming tight ends. That's absolutely fine as well. If you don't want to think about it during the season, then go ahead. Yeah, there we go. So, I am resuming the draft. I, uh, I appreciate the phone notification. This draft has resumed. Nice, nice. And I am going to be taking Darren Waller. So, picks after that. Tyler Lockett, solid pick. Dalvin Cook at the seventh round. I know we're going to be discussing probably Dalvin Cook a little bit. I don't know what to do with it. I, I like, I'll be honest with you. I'm not sure. I think seventh round is, is fine. Um, if that's a, if that's a timeshare, uh, so be it. He's a better player than that. He's going to have weeks that he blows up. I, I'm okay with that. Seventh round is your, your third running back. I'm probably okay with him as your RB too. If you, if you're going, um, zero RB, I'm on the clock here. Uh, I'm not interested in taking a quarterback. I'm not interested in taking a tight end. Um, Brandon Ayuk, for all the reasons you said, I'm interested in. Mike Williams, I know you hate Can't him. I'm him. interested in him. Uh, Michael Pittman. Sucks. I thought Anthony Richardson looked better than what we thought he might. No. Um, I, I'm not sure I feel confident with him as my wide receiver. Three. Hollywood Brown is interesting to me. Mike Evans is interesting to me. That's a good name, name brand player. There's a lot of receivers I'm okay with coming back to me at this point. Um, Miles Sanders, Cam Akers, I could, I could add. I'm going to add James Connor as a another running back and really sew up that running back room. Do you want to just pause it? Yes. So I can run through who I have. Pause draft. Cool. So uh, apologies, listeners. My team at this stage was oh, is Justin Jefferson, Stephon Diggs. Najee Harris, DK Metcalf, Miles Sanders, Cam Akers, James Connor. So, based on that, I'm happy to have my running back sewn up. I can get my wide receiver sorted. I'm waiting on quarterback. I'm waiting on tight end. That doesn't mean I have to wait to the end. It might just be I'm waiting until that value comes up. I missed... Well, I'm waiting until Kirk Cousins comes up, really, to stack with Justin Jefferson. Or, failing that, wait until Geno Smith comes up to stack him with DK Metcalf. Um, but at, the, at this point, you know, I can add one more running back and that's, that's me sorted. Uh, but I'm, uh, I'm happy with where I'm at. So following that pick, Pittman went, Kirk went, Alexander Madison went, Ayuk went, Rashad White went, Mike Williams went, and we are still two, pi- two picks away from me coming, uh, it coming back to me where I will probably take a receiver. So just for a, uh, little tidbit of information, Michael Pittman, of course, the quarterback now, Anthony Richardson. Uh, Anthony yes. Richardson was named a starter today, and he has officially less playing time than Trey Lance did coming out of college. They're identical quarterbacks with identical play styles. Except Richardson is fucking massive and is going to run over people instead of around people like Lance. It's the difference between Cam and Lamar Jackson. So they're both going to get hurt? Quite possibly. Less playing time. I mean, for every reason people dislike Trey Lance, a.k.a. me, same opinions, same valid reasons why Anthony Richardson isn't going to be as good in the NFL. I mean, even has a less talented team than the Niners. Maybe he's better. Maybe he's better. You know what? It wouldn't be hard at this point. But uh, I am very skeptical on Anthony Richardson. I really don't want anybody on that team on my roster other than Jonathan Taylor even then not the biggest fan of it uh, I just kind of wanted to state that that I think Michael Pittman is somebody everybody should be staying away from in their fantasy drafts I think that's reasonable advice there we go so after Mike Williams the other bust that you should really stay away from I feel like I've said that many 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 times Marquise Brown, Trevor Lawrence, and you are back on the clock. I'm, I'm not going to get into the Mike Williams discussion. I'm okay with him. I think he's going to be a much better player this year. But I understand why you don't as well. So my options here, I could go Mike Evans, name brand, obviously. You just pencil him in for 1,000. Deontay Johnson um, or George Pickens, if I want to go with that Pittsburgh offense, which I think will be 
better. I like Johnson over over Pickens. I'm not going to go Smith and Jigba because I don't want two players on the same team. Same reason for Jordan Addison. If I scroll down, Traylon Burks is interesting to me. I think he has a decent ceiling. Um, Kadarius Tony is, is probably a little bit further down. Got Jefferson, Diggs, Metcalf. Deontay Johnson was a target monster. I think we haven't seen the best of him because I think he's a better down downfield receiver. I was going to go either personal preference. I was going to go Deontay Johnson if I were you, but I think Mike Evans, Deontay Johnson would be the correct picks. I'm, I'm going to go Mike I would, Evans. I would agree. Um, but I, I, I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah. Guys. I like Mike Evans. Quarterback play is questionable. I mean, same with the Pittsburgh. Questionable quarterback play, so... To sit there and say, oh, Mike Evans over Deontay Johnson, I feel like it's just titter-tat at that point. Uh, Mike Evans. I'd probably trust Johnson with Pickett he, because of how Pickett plays versus... I mean, ba- Baker's a, a fuck-it-chuck at quarterback, and that suits Evans anyway. Eh, fair enough. Uh, yeah, I would agree. I, I personally probably would pick Mike Evans just over the history that, you know, he's done it so many times. So the, the yep. fact that he's probably going to do it close to that in the eighth round... I think that's pretty good. So after that, Jordan Addison, or James Addison. Sorry, I can't even see his name at this point. Jordan Jordan Addison, David Montgomery, Isaiah Pacheco. I was going to highlight Pacheco as another very good value pick. Chief, I I feel like the Chiefs offense at this point and the way he kind of just played at the end of the year from the playoffs to the Super Bowl just kind of cemented his role as an angry runner. I feel like this doesn't get discussed yes. discussed enough in the NFL. There's hard runners, there's tough runners, there's speedy, elusive runners, and then there's angry runners. And there aren't too many angry runners that were in the NFL. The only ones that I could think the of. Pacheco's are an angry. He, yeah, he's an angry runner. Him, Marshawn Lynch, and Mark Ingram. They're the only ones that I can think of off the top of my head the past recent years that ran angry. And they're they're difficult. They're difficult players to go around. But right now, I am on the clock. And uh, like we said, you want Mike Evans or Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson is on the board. I like him. I want him. I'm taking him. So right after that, Josh Dotson. That's his right. Joshua Dotson. Josh Dotson. Traylon Burks right after that. I like that pick as well. I think Traylon Burks is also another good value pick with Ryan Tannehill back and at quarterback. Uh, It's like taking yourself a Walmart A.J. Brown. I think that is a good pick in the ninth round. Agreed. Uh, So I'm back on the clock. And I'm just going to do it. Like I I, I can't talk about it and then not do it. Michael Thomas, come on my roster, baby. Deontay Johnson and Michael Thomas in the end of the eighth and ninth round? You're talking about value right there. You're talking about players that I can probably confidently start week one on my roster. Yeah. I was uh, I was going to take Thomas there if you oh, did. Yeah. So uh, we've got – I don't need a running back. James Cook is the starter in Buffalo. Um, he's available. Dak Prescott is interesting. He is interesting. Yeah, he's obviously Dak Prescott. Um, I'm not that interested in Deshaun Watson. AJ Dillon don't need a running back. Antonio Gibson I'm higher on than you as always. Canarius Tony, if you like the upside and want to play the kind of injury lottery that you're going to get with him, I'm going to kind of, I'm going to go back to the, um, go back to the, the well, of sorts, with, the the Mike Evans well, and I'm going to get a guy who has, has been there and done that, and and that's Brandon Cooks, you know I think if, I trust, uh, Dak enough to take him here, I think that's uh, part of that belief is in Brandon Cooks as well, so. I'll take Brandon Cooks, and um, I'll be pretty happy. You with said that. Antonio Gibson. Yeah, that's embarrassing. Uh, you said you were higher than me on him. Yeah, because you're as low as. Yeah, possible. the Grand Canyon couldn't describe how low I am. The Titanic you is see some higher. Some kid fell into the Grand Canyon the other day. I did not actually. I probably would have pointed and laughed. Yeah, yeah, that would be. Yeah. God, the Titanic. Um, you gotta unpause this draft so I can the take ti- yeah, Now hold on, the Titanic is at a higher point than I am at Antonio Gibson, and I've been a 
I can't stand Antonio Gibson from the start. And you know, when I say I can't stand somebody, I feel like I always turn out right. He who must not be named. Uh, yes, you were right about that. Rashad Bateman. Uh, he's still TBD. I'm looking right. You are looking right. Antonio Gibson. Looking, looking rightish. Um, Prescott here projected for less than four thousand yards, less than thirty touchdowns. I think that's a less than generous projection. Dak Prescott, he's putting up like forty touchdowns this year. See, I'm now torn between: do I go Dak and Dak and no stack? Yeah. Or stack. No doubt. So you're stacking Kirk Cousins because you have Justin Jefferson. That was, that was the was plan. Thinking. It's a good plan. It's a really good plan. But Dak Prescott's Stick also back. there. Oh, this... uh, that hurts. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick, I'm gonna stick fat. Yes, yeah, stick plan. to your plan. Stick to your plan. Stick to my plan. All right, let's do it. I'm taking B. Brandon. Brandon Cooks. That's not a bad pick at all. You know. <laughs> let's go, Brandon. Let's Cooks. go, Brandon Cooks. It's a solid pick consistent he'll do fine but right after that aj dylan james cooks Kadarius tony evan ingram the legendary gabriel davis the first pick of the 10th round rashad penny zay flowers garbage truck gibson and you are back on the clock <laughs> i really like that as a nickname garbage truck it's a gibson. good one i thought of it on the fly you know why because he's carrying it all day no no <laughs> No, I refuse to. I refuse to uh, acknowledge that one. I am. I think just going to bite the bullet and take Cousins now. That's probably a round two early, but got to secure him. Given that is my given that is my strategy, secure the bag. I'm interested in Khalil Herbert. He got the start for Chicago on the weekend. They are going to need a runner other than Justin Fields. It might as well be. Who is the original? But that said, who's the actual RB one? Khalil Herbert on the Bears. Yeah. And he's going into the tenth round. How? Because the Bears are shit. But still. Um, because people believe in well, Deontay Foreman's there. People believe in Roshan Johnson. Um, I I think Khalil Herbert is probably going to be everywhere. Oh, Deontay starting. Foreman's on the team. Yeah. Hey, Travis Homer. That'll be good. That'll be interesting for two weeks. You missed Herbert there anyway. Sucked in. It's gone. So Quentin Johnson. Actually, before you you roll into that, Khalil Herbert is a guy to target. I think. Yeah. He he's gone in the tenth round here. If you need a running back, your third round, your RB three, your RB four, take him. Take him in the ninth. You know, this is as late as you could get a starting running back. Running back, just about. That's why I was talking about Antonio Gibson. You got Brian Robinson here as well. Like one of these guys will be the starter most weeks. It's okay at this point to take a flyer on them. Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. Take a flyer. Somebody else I could actually... A, a couple of value picks that I do want to talk about. The wine taster, Zach Charbonnet. 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 <laughs> this guy, I mean, back up to Kenneth Walker. Kenneth Walker, I think, might be battling an injury right now. Always. He's on the Seahawks. Every Seahawks running back is always Yeah, so injured. him would be a solid play at a uh, handcuff, as you will. He looked good in the preseason. He looked a little shifty. I liked him. Saw he had like four or five touches. Looked pretty good. I liked it. Or or Elijah Mitchell as the McCaffrey handcuff. Now, I have McCaffrey in this league, so I probably don't want my own handcuff at this point, even though it's, it's not a bad idea to have your own handcuff that way. You're always going to have an RB1 in case one goes down. But I'm uh, I'm greedy, and I want somebody else's handcuff. So I would probably go with Zach Charbonnet if that was the, the way I wanted to go. I think they're both good value picks for this part of the draft. So that's where I would potentially go with a pick. Now, as I pause the draft, because I couldn't remember what ADP... Um, 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 did some, somebody take somebody take my quarterback here? No, no, he's available. But wh- where is he? 
who you look for. Iron no, Man. no. Well, I wouldn't mind that now. now you know, Dak still available. Dak Prescott is available. But at the same time, I do have a Monroe same round, and I, 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 I kind of want to go off. Yeah, oh, he, he's he's still low down the list, huh? Yeah. Goff is a little low down the list. He's going higher than Russell Wilson. In a vacuum, who would you prefer? Russell Wilson. Which is odd. Actually, I don't know. Me, me too. Just because some rushing value. I think I wouldn't mind Russell Wilson. Mm. Yeah, Jared Goff is immobile. Immobile, yes. But Dak Prescott, God, he's falling. This hurts. This hurts. Uh, it hurts to skip on Dak Prescott, but I'm gonna do it. I want the stack. I I'm a live by the stack, die by the stack type of player. I'm getting my goddamn stack. But that being said, now I don't need a quarterback at this round. So I think if this was a an actual league or a money league, I think I would have taken Prescott, and I think you probably would yes, have. yes. If we, if we were playing for money especially a money league like a hundred dollar buy-in i would probably mm-hmm. forego the stack at this point to take Dak prescott but ideally stacks are nice stacks are really good and i think you should try to target them as much as you can whenever you can but Dak prescott doesn't typically fall this far which means i want zach charbonnet I'm going to hold on to that handcuff. Important. Prescott goes next. Yeah, I was actually going to... Then Njoku and it's back. I was actually going to take Dak Prescott if he came back to me. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, Yeah. he didn't. If he came back, Prescott. Came back, Prescott. He didn't. So that means I can take whoever I want at this point. I kind of want a wide receiver. Let's talk about value. talk about value who, who do you like in this range i've got probably there's probably two names that jump out i know you're gonna add a third and i think there's probably a fourth that's worth discussing elijah moore yep elijah moore in the 11th round phenomenal value why because he does everything the brown scheme wants he runs those intermediate routes that complement Amari Cooper, that complement that offense, complement the play action, complement the running game. And he's going to be great in that offense. For the 12th yep. and 11th round that he's currently going in, he is going to he's going to step up according to his ADP. He's definitely going to be, uh, next year he's going to go up a little bit higher. How much higher, I'm not entirely sure, but he's definitely going to be a impact fantasy football player. I'm taking Elijah Mitchell. I mean, Elijah Moore. I, I think that's absolutely fine. You know, I love Elijah yes. Moore. And you're right. He does everything they want him to do. Besides, those crossing routes, drag routes, he's going he's gonna to dominate yes. there. I also really like Peoples-Jones on that offense, and he's going even later. That would be a nice value pick. So I'm up on the, the clock here. Um, the two that I said I thought were worth discussing were Juju Smith-Schuster Again, the wide receiver one on New England, what that's worth, you can tell me, but we know we've seen him, he's done it. Um, good name brand. Cortland Sutton, I think we'll see a new, we're going to see a new offense uh, from the Broncos. Russell Wilson can't be this bad. Cortland Sutton is a decent NFL receiver. He might be the one over Jerry Judy, who's to say? We know Russ loves the run around and throw it up. That tends to suit Cortland Sutton, I think, with a bit of, a little more structure around him. He could be a really valuable player. Juju, I think, would get more catches. Sutton might get more yards and more touchdowns. Who would you like in this spot? I, this is, I was going to say, I'm going to go the homer pick. I'm going to take Juju because I'm, I'm going to watch him more. Yeah, that's one of those times where if you're 50-50 on a guy, you can do a couple of things. One, look at the bye week. See if it matches any other players on your team. Two, you can look at the division. Look at the division and sit there and say, is he going to have better matchups than the other person like Cortland Sutton? He is, Cortland Sutton's probably going to have better matchups than Juju Smith-Schuster, considering the Jets have Sauce Gardner. I took yeah, Sutton. Yeah, Sauce Gardner. Oh, oh, 
I just want to know real fast as I pause the draft. Did I have an impact on what you just on what, what you did? Yep, one hundred percent. It was the it was the matchups. Yeah. There's some really good, really good cornerbacks. And also, from my own point of view, I'm rooting for Tyquan Thornton. That's fair. That's fair. And it's not. It, it's kind of a zero sum game with that offense. So. I, I don't really mind. I would have been happy with either. I'm more annoyed because my next pick was going to be Jamison Williams because I thought I can hold him and he's going to be possibly a late-season explosion. The gambler. But unfortunately, he went right at the back end of that 11th round. But he he's a guy that I'd be okay picking there. He's got the suspension, the, the six-game suspension or whatever it is. But that's... You know, six games doesn't make a season. He's going to come in with fresher legs. Um, I, I really like... We saw what he could do. He could be a, a league winner down that stretch. Exactly. Now, just to finish off, like I mentioned, you first you look at... By, you could look at bye week. I'd probably look at division first, bye week second, and then the third and most probably the more important one, do you like the player? And do you want him on your roster? Yep. And do you want to watch this player? On, a, on an every week basis and Cortland Sutton the Juju Smith-Schuster maybe Juju's more fun to watch maybe he brings a little more of a pizzazz to the game it brings a little spice or any other player brings a little spice somebody that you want to watch on an every week basis whether that's red zone Monday night they're going to play prime time yada 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 but I mean in the Juju Smith-Schuster to Cortland Sutton case I think everybody could agree Juju is going to have more difficult matchups against the Bills Dolphins and the Jets. I mean, those are going to be yeah. eight difficult matchups throughout the year. Cortland Sutton, the strongest division is uh, the strongest corner in that division is Chiefs. maybe the Chiefs. Hobbs on the Raiders. Yeah, maybe. Um, maybe. Asante Samuel Jr. on the Chargers. That's what I was going uh, Actually, he'd probably get J.C. Jackson. J.C. Jackson. Yeah, it's, it's it's like winnable matchups for sign, right? And in this is this is not a reason to draft someone, but he's going to be easier to drop. He's like, yeah, he's fucking Cortland Sutton. Fair enough. Yeah, Juju. It's like, oh man, remember at one point Juju Smith-Schuster was drafted in the early second round. Yeah, I think he was a, a dynasty first rounder as God. well. Um, I'm back on. I'm back on yeah, the clock. Let me on pause that. I just kind of wanted to. Give yeah, that no, that's, tidbit. That's fair enough. So, uh, I'm back on the clock here. I could take Devon A. Chain, who would probably be the the RB three in Miami. Um, he's going too early. Like a guy like that shouldn't really be be drafted. That's not saying I'm not interested. Alan Lazard on the Jets. That Rogers Lazard connection. That'll be good. Chigga Quonquo. I'm interested in in uh, in Tennessee, but I'm I'm still waiting on my tight end. Sky Moore, some good good reports have come out about him in Kansas City. Uh, Kendra Miller is now out for the year. Devin Singletary could be the starter in Houston. He looked pretty good. It's Devin Singletary. I'm going to take Jonathan Mingo because he is my second favorite receiver. In- Actually, I'm going to take Ezekiel Elliott. I was looking at that and I thought, you know what? Maybe I can get him in a later round. No, Zeke's gone. I'm fine with that. I was going to say I'm going to take Jonathan Mingo because he's one of my favorite players. He was my, my second favorite player in this wide receiver draft. We talked about Burks being A.J. Brown light. I think he's in that same mold of a, a Burks, A.J. Brown, Debo Samuel, you know, receiver playing running, uh, running back playing receiver. Um, Bryce Young didn't, you know, he, he looked like he's not going to have a lot of time. Mingo, I think he's an excellent blocker. He's going to be out there. Jonathan Mingo is is a worthy pick this late in your draft. Fair enough. Fair enough. Now, after Zeke, Odell Beckham, Bateman, Alan Lazard, and now I am back on the clock. So I already have a handcuff in Charbonnet. So I don't necessarily want somebody like Elijah Mitchell. I I assume we have no interest in Beckham, either of us. Uh, David Beckham? Oh, oh um, yeah, no, not at all. No, no, no. I'm with you. Yeah, that's, that's, that's embarrassing. So right now uh, we're talking about value, right? You said clear Herbert's value. But he's not the starter. Mm. 
You know who is the starter? Who's the Deontay O'Forman's the starter. And in the twelfth round, late twelfth round, him being available, that might be value. That might be value. And congratulations, he's down my starting roster. After that, Damian Harris, Sky Moore, like you mentioned, as value. Taken right after. And I'm back on the clock. Which means I, I finally feel like this is a good time to take my quarterback. Jared Goff, welcome to the stack. You and Amon Ross St. Brown are going to throw lots of touchdowns together. And it's going to be great. My fantasy team is going to put up a bunch of points. It's going to be hilarious while Jared Goff, 13th round quarterback, outdoes Kirk Cousins, Trevor Lawrence, Tua, Aaron Rodgers, Justin Fields, and even Anthony Richardson and Deshaun Watson. All of them put together, he's going to do better than them. Jared Goff, welcome to my team. Yep, that's a really great pick. The rewards of patience. The rewards of, because, I mean, like Justin Herbert, good quarterback, great pick. Doing it in the fifth round, I think that's asking for a lot. It's asking for a lot where Miles Sanders, Alvin Kamara went after him, Terry McLaurin went after him, Drake London, Christian Watson, Damian Pierce, Cam. You know, these are all the type of players that went. George Kittle, all players that went after him. And I feel like all those players I would personally rather have on my roster than Justin Herbert. Yeah. Now, uh, I'm on the clock. I need a tight end. Um, I think the options here are Cole Komet, Komet the Frog uh, from Chicago. He looks, every time he thinks he looks good, um, he doesn't. We've got the racist Tyler Higby, Greg Dulcich people seem to like, Sam Laporta's been blowing up uh, Lionsgate. At this point, I'm streaming. So I'd be looking at I'd be looking at those early week matchups. Michael Mayer. I was just about to mention his name. The, um, the idea of a streamer is that you then don't replace them across the season. Is You have someone and you just stick fat with them. Uh, Juwan Johnson, I'm a big fan of. Uh, Mike Gesicki, I think, is going to end up playing receiver for the Patriots, so that's of interest as well. Hunter Henry has been the, the Patriots guy. Most of all, there's a, I was going to say there's a guy called Mickey Cum. It's Mickey Crump. Mickey what? Um, Mickey, Mickey Crump. what? Uh, yeah, exactly. Um I was going to say I'm really interested in Austin Hooper because we've seen what he can do when he's the number one target in an offense. I think he's probably going to get more snaps than Michael Mayer. I think they're probably going to have him out there about the same amount of time. Uh, Sorry, more targets than Michael Mayer. And he's basically going undrafted. I think he's a really, 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 really good option. Gerald Everett's decent as well. Uh, Hang on, I'm on auto there. Can you undo that pick? Gotcha. Thank you. Uh, I am going to take Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill. I yep. like that. you got to unpause it so I can yeah, take yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just need to emphasize what you just picked. We're, 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 talking, we're talking about fun players. There's no more fun player than Taysom God Hill. God damn it. Justin now, Tucker got taken. Oh, that makes me mad. Uh, hang on. I'm back on auto here. So oh, auto means... I've, yeah, yeah. Can I come off auto? How do I do that? I mean, you got. I mean, they gave you Evan McPherson. I feel like that's a good pick. No, because no? I was going to say this. This is a learning experience for our listeners here. Pause. Are you on? Are you off auto draft? By you, the way. Yeah, I've taken okay. it off now. Well, how about you do better next time? Um, if you don't need to leave your draft, if there's no rule saying you have to fill every position at the draft, don't. Like, if you feel like you need a kicker. Like you might, you might want to take a kicker, um, or you might want to take a defense. That's fine. Sew that up for the season. But like, why not add some more depth to your bench? Now we're still midway through the preseason, so add another running back. Injuries happen. Um, you know, fill out your bench. You're, you're only going to drop them anyway, uh, so you might as well you might as well hold them. However, I'm going to take a kicker. You son of a. I'm going to take Evan. I'm going to take Evan first. <laughs> <laughs> I you think yeah, you're funny. No, yeah. I, I found like that. I, was that it not was kind funny? of funny? Not gonna lie, it was. It was. It yeah, was not it was. bad. It was not bad. I like it. So of course, defenses and kickers are coming off the board from Tucker, Niners, Eagles, Cowboys, McPherson, 
Bucker, Bills, Ravens. And uh, I want the Jets defense. So I'm taking the Jets defense. And then kickers, they're my favorite position in fantasy, right? So I'm taking the homie Tyler Bass. Probably, in my opinion, probably going to be on the number one scoring offense. He's going to have opportunities. Tyler Bass, that homie on the roster. Welcome, boy. So now you need a defense. Are you okay with just not having a defense? Or are you going to be taking a defense? I mean, let's have a look at who's available here. Daniel Jones. I don't need another I don't need another no. quarterback. The Saints defense is probably the best and only one I would consider taking right now at this point. Or the Commanders. Could take Jonathan Mingo. He'll be available. The player that I did want to take. Uh, you're right. He, he will be available. Um, uh, the Saints defense, yeah, I guess. I'm really interested this year in the Lions defense. I think they're going to be a big point-scoring defense. And that's what it's really about. I think they're going to get a lot of sacks. I think they're going to... You need to look at your scoring settings because if it's a sack-and-pick-based scoring settings, I think you couldn't go past the Lions. I think the Falcons have a really good defense they are hugely projected in football outsiders to be one of the best defenses in football because of their schedule this year um so i'm going to take the atlanta falcons the atlanta falcons so i'm going to disagree with you Mm. and i think the saints defense would be the correct pick in this in this situation why and that's because the division they play on is relatively weak the saints defense is always good the falcons also in the same defense Yes, which is why I would rather have the Saints defense. Like, there's no way the Falcons defense is better than the Saints defense. Personally, they play Tampa. I mean, of course, they're they're going to be playing the same teams twice a year. But yes, in the Saints versus Falcons, who would you rather have? Give me the Falcons. Really against the Saints? Yeah, you know why. To the Falcons. Yeah, he clearly, clearly he took the Falcon. Clearly, yeah. <laughs> I I think they're they're both they're both fine picks, really. Um, they're both projected to do better. What does that even mean? Uh, they're both projected to about the same. Oh, okay. They're both projected to do better. Yeah, they'd be higher on the ADP list if they were, sir. Mm. So all right, so let's summarize our draft and let's talk about value and where we think we could have found it, where we think we could have done better. How about that? That's where. I would like to discuss where we think we could have went better in our roster. Sheehan, do you have anything? Instead of... No, because the the chips didn't fall my way for Michael Thomas, so I'm okay with with that. I would have rather Thomas over Cooks, but that's fine. Kirk Cousins, you know, I, I outlined the reasons for that. I probably could have waited and he would have come back, uh, which would have given me the chance to pick up possibly Khalil Herbert but again we're, we're talking about the mid rounds potentially I take a wide receiver instead of James Connor I could have maybe taken Ayuk but we're splitting hairs there I'm, I'm okay with how this draft played out really I, I'm okay my roster is Jefferson Diggs Harris Metcalf Sanders Akers Connor Evans Cooks Cousins Sutton Elliott Hill McPherson Falcons so that first six, I'm really happy with. I think the rest of them are sort of good role players. The only issue, other than Hill, none of them really have an exorbitant ceiling. And I would have liked to come away with a guy who's a true ceiling player um, in the back end of the draft there. So maybe that means instead of Evans, I'm taking uh, Hollywood Brown or Mike Williams or someone like that. But again, I'm, I'm totally okay with how that played out. What do you think? Where would you have liked to have changed? I can't see a glaring, glaring issue with your team. I mean, solid front six, solid core. Mike Evans, Brandon, Brandon Cooks is the only potential questionable one. But even then, I'm not even that mad at it. It is the ninth round. It's a solid pick in the ninth round. Yep. There, there's no glaring issue that I see with your team. Now, could you have taken another running back? Yes. Would that really benefit you? No. You could only start at max three, and you already have four on your roster from Harris, Sanders, Akers, to James Conner. It wouldn't benefit you too much to take a running back. A wide receiver would have benefited you more, which is why I think it is still the correct pick. Yeah. Yeah, can't, can't, can't go too wrong with everything there. Um, 
you might be, uh, you know, Taysom Hill might be an elite tight end. Might be an elite tight end. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to work with them. We, we don't. We know. don't. Know. We don't know. I mean, at that at that point, it's fine. Like if he bombs, he bombs. He's not cost me any capital. He isn't until you put him in your starting lineup and he doesn't do anything. Then he's costing you. Yeah, but like what the upside is, he he blows up. The downside is he probably gets like a couple of rushing attempts. It's no different to if I'd have picked Michael Meyer and he gets you know three catches for 15 yards and no touchdown like at that point it doesn't really matter fair enough so on my team McCaffrey Devontae Adams Monroe St. Brown Joe Mixon Aaron Jones Drake London Darren Waller I can't remember his name Deontay Johnson Michael Thomas Zach (laughs) Charbonnet Elijah Moore Deontay Foreman Jared Goff Jets and then Tyler Bass so one thing that I definitely do think I could have done better is the potential of ignoring the stack to draft Dak Prescott. I had to ask myself, yep. which one did I value more? Do I want a handcuff running back and then keep the stack of what I wanted to do? Or should I forego both of those and then take Dak Prescott? Either one. I, I took the risky option. So I took the the risky option of taking a handcuff, hoping that you know what he takes the, either the starting role or the hang, Kenneth Walker gets injured, and then consistently mm-hmm. holding on to my potential stack with Amon Ross St. Brown, and foregoing Dak Prescott. I feel like if I took Dak Prescott, I think my starting lineup might overall be stronger. Yes, I agree. But your point scoring potential is maybe slightly higher with Goff, and that's really what it's about. It looks better with Prescott, but Goff and Brown doubles up those points, and you know that's what's going to win. Yeah, week. if I kind of want to take a screenshot of my team and then post it on social media and tout how good of a draft I had, I would have I would have drafted Dak Prescott because it's just a prettier face, prettier look, and then so you get to sit there and say, "Oh, look, look at this great value that I got." And which, which don't get me wrong. Dak Prescott in the tenth round is good value, but yep. but I think the potential of what Amon Ross St. Brown and Jared Goff stacking together could be a higher ceiling for myself and for the team. Considering already, personally, I felt like taking Elijah Moore, Deontay Foreman, and Michael Thomas are pretty good. Yeah. I think your team's really, really solid. I don't like that Drake London pick, but I'm okay mm-hmm. with it. Um, I mean, I, I guess you could have gone swift there. But, you, I mean, it's a fine pick because I don't like any of the guys enough to have taken, that went after to have taken them there. Uh, and I, I think you've done a good job of compensating for that with Johnson and Thomas, who are a bit safer. Waller's an okay pick. Um, I think, again, you could could have waited on tight end but it's not the end of the world um because i'm not i'm not sure that there's anyone after that i would say if you like are you just take are yeah would be my yeah personally would be my yes counsel. yes I, ca- I cannot disagree with that logic because after drake london the wide receivers that went after that are tyler lockett michael Pittman, christian kirk and then brandon Ayuk. it's it's not pretty i think that's it's a really solid team. Like it's a it's a really solid team. I would think. I'm just looking at some of the others. I mean, we we both drafted playoffs. Yes, we? yeah, we're both making playoffs. Um, as you would hope, because you know we're doing this right now. You'd think we'd be good at what? Yeah, we are. Doing. I don't mean to brag. Yeah, to a degree. I don't mean to brag. Yeah. We're we're just slightly better than most people who do this. This being play fantasy. Fair football. enough. Fair enough. All right. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay with this. I think this worked out. I think it well. did. I think it really did. I think it looked like a solid roster compared to everything. Now it is going to shake up a lot with Zeke and then Dalvin Cook. Those are going to shake up rosters a lot. Shake up ADPs a pretty decent amount because you're going to start seeing Brees Hall drop and then Dalvin Cook climb slightly. But yeah. those. That's going to be a discussion for potentially next week because now I think we need to start talking about 
in the upcoming episodes. Potential. Well, actually, you know what, Shane? What would you like to talk about next week's episode? Players we don't players like. we don't like. I like that one actually. That's a good one. Maybe 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 we could do we'll do I, that. Maybe we'll do guys we love, guys we hate, something like that. We'll we'll come up something. We'll be something fun. Let's do a fun. Fair enough. I, I do like the guys we like, guys we hate, because I mean you know the guys yeah. I hate is going to be a significantly long list. Yes. Yes, I yeah. think so. But all right. Of course, that's going to wrap up this episode. You can find me on Twitter at TopTierTactics underscore Sheehan. Where can everybody find you? Uh, I am at Sheehan Solo on X. I am at Sheehan Solo on TikTok. You can also hear me on the ScreenPass podcast available wherever you're listening to this podcast. There we go. But all right. Other than that, everybody, good luck. I'm ready for all today